0: Despite some early growing pains in training camp, Bryce Young is right on track. I'll tell you why right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into to another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter to get those questions into me. Now, this episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Day five of Carolina Panthers Training camp wrapped up on Tuesday, August 1st. We're finally here in the month of August. And next month means we got some regular season football in the NFL and cannot wait for that to come. But we're only about... 10 days away from the Carolina Panthers' first preseason game next Saturday right at Bank of America Stadium against the New York Jets. Going to have some joint practices with the Jets next week down in Spartanburg. And for a brief moment, they're going to leave Spartanburg, head up I-85 North back home to Charlotte for Fan Fest on Wednesday evening. So hopefully a lot of y'all get out there and get a good glimpse of this team if you do not make your way down I-85 South down to Wofford on Saturday. But talking about some of the things that happen at training camp, On Tuesday morning, Frank Wright, the Carolina Panthers, new head coach, talked about how it was their first red zone day, um, and they've been going – with some certain installs and some certain things that they have planned for each day where some days are longer than others. Some days are shorter than others, but today or at least Tuesday was their first red zone day. And he thought that things went pretty well. Saw from all the folks down there that Bryce Young had a solid day through a couple touchdowns in the red zone. Some of the throws that I saw were fantastic and shows that pinpoint accuracy that we saw from him back in Alabama, which led him to be the, of course the number one overall pick, but also winning the Heisman trophy during the 2021 season and overall Frank Reich agree that Bryce Young had a good day, that he says that it's time for him to challenge himself, especially in the red zone. That's a good place to kind of figure it out. And we've seen some interceptions from Bryce Young. He threw another one, the fourth interception that he's thrown in as many days down at training camp. We'll get into it. We talked a little bit about it on Monday, whether that's something that we should be concerned about. Is it a thing yet or not? I have some numbers Looking at a past Panthers quarterback, that should tell you that it really isn't a thing for Bryce Young. It really has never been a thing for Bryce Young as far as interceptions and turnovers go. So we'll talk about that in a few moments. But Frank Reich is not really discouraged by Bryce Young throwing an interception in the red zone period during training camp on August 1st. In the fifth day um, that he's been the Panthers starting quarterback in his fifth ever practice In training camp, in the National Football League. Like, it's way too early to ever get super concerned. But it is good to see some of the positives, some of the speed bumps and the growing pains. Because, you know, the guy's working through it. You can feel like he's on his way to actually having success here in Carolina. That that's where he wants him to challenge himself. Hey, if you see something you want to kind of thread the needle and see if you can make it work, go ahead. It's August. It's training camp. Let's figure it out now. Now, when we get to the season, obviously you don't do that, but you have to learn from your mistakes, and that's exactly what's happening with Bryce Young so far through the first couple days of training camp, and Frank Reich is seeing it, and he feels, uh, so far, as far as it goes with the um, Bryce Young and in the red zone, that he has really good anticipation and accuracy, that he's seeing the windows that are available to him, that he has a good sense of not only the timing, but also, is it worth the risk? And that's what he's kind of talking about, guys, when he says, this is where I really want him to challenge himself. Is it worth the risk? On August 1st, day five of training camp, to throw that pass. Maybe then it is, but you know, once the games actually matter, even in the preseason, is that something that you want to do? Probably not. So he already understands what is worth taking a risk that the the red zone mentality typically is touchdown or checkdown and you saw Bryce go and hit some of those touchdowns you saw him going down and hit a couple of those checkdowns and make a lot of good decisions and players on the defense are pretty good too and those guys get paid too as we all know we talk about this during the regular season that hey they're pretty good too so the mistakes have happened but also it's been good plays as we've seen or at least read or maybe seen the clips on Twitter from the the reporters down there in Spartanburg, that some of the defensive players made some really good plays. And Bryce Young has come out and even said that, hey, that was on me. I saw it the wrong way. I got to do better. And it's a learning process. So hearing that he has the right mentality as far as the red zone goes, and then his first ever red zone period in the NFL went pretty well, and that Frank Reich thinks that on day five training camp, he had a pretty good day in that first red zone period. I'm encouraged by that and feel like the growing pains that he's going through are actually a positive for him to get to where he needs to go. Like He's going to make mistakes, and you would rather mistakes happen now rather than getting to the season where he's still going to make mistakes because he's a rookie quarterback learning. And even the best quarterbacks in the league make boneheaded mistakes and you wonder what they do. Look at Josh Allen. As good as he's become, he still does a lot of stupid things. I've never seen Bryce Young really do the amount of stupid things that Josh Allen has done, at least when he was in college. Maybe he does in the NFL. I hope not, but it's a process. And Bryce is talked about being process-oriented and taking it day by day. And people kept asking Frank Reich on Tuesday morning about, hey, where can you get better? Where can Bryce Young get better? And he said everywhere. And he doesn't really want to give a blanket statement. But really, he can get better in every single facet of his game as he learns to be a leader, learns the offense, learns to run a team um, in a huddle, and learns how to operate an offense in the red zone. So... Bryce is coming along, and I think everyone should be encouraged so far from all the things that have been seen down at training camp and all the things that his head coach, Frank Reich, has said about him through the first week or so of training camp down there in Spartanburg. Uh, another positive sign. was C.J. Henderson, who's dealing with a groin injury, was out of practice again on Tuesday after suffering that issue on Monday in the middle of practice. Keith Taylor, he stepped up, and the Panthers knee-depth there at corner. Rajon Wright. The last chance U-star at Oregon State also had set out some time on Monday. Did not see a report whether he was out there at all on Tuesday or not. Uh, but either way, the Panthers need depth there at corner. We've known what's happened the last couple of years with JC and Dante and their injury status. Great news to hear on Monday that Dante Jackson feels back normal, that he's had a breakthrough. That's absolutely huge for the Panthers because they need him and especially J.C. Horn to be healthy for a 17-game season. Maybe they miss some time, but they cannot miss as much time as they missed combined the last two seasons this team wants to go where they want to go and how where a lot of people think that they potentially can go because of the division that they play in in the NFC South. In the event that something happens to them, and as we've seen, really it's been an inevitability inevitability, I can speak inevitability, inevitability, it will ever. I've Just, God, words. Uh, Long day. Uh, Either way, Keith Taylor apparently has been stepping up, has looked good. He's strung together a couple good days, uh, Frank Reich said. He had an interception in the red zone on Tuesday. Good to see that. CJ Henderson has looked good so far when he's been out there. Banged up right now. And Keith Taylor also has looked good so far throughout training camp. Two guys, when called upon the last two seasons, have struggled mightily. But in a new cornerback or really secondary-friendly scheme, New coaching staff with Jonathan Cooley as a cornerback coach. Also got to D'Angelo Hall, who's a good player in his own right back in the NFL. Uh, as the assistant cornerback coach, it's good to hear the signs that Keith Taylor and C.J. Henderson went out there, have been improving, have been playing well. Uh, quick injury update on someone who the Panthers expected to come in and compete for a job. Chandler Zavala, the fourth-round pick out of NC State, who started off on PUP dealing with a hamstring issue, potentially could be out on the field later this week or early next week. We will see. And I don't know if he can come in and push Brady Christensen at left guard, considering he's trying to battle back from an injury, but it's still possible. And they need him as far as depth goes. Frank Reich said he feels good about the cornerback depth. Adding Deion Jones and having Kamu Grier-Hill now at inside linebacker behind Shaq Thompson and Frankie Louvu has really helped the inside linebacker depth. So the cornerback depth is good. And Frank um, Reich's mind and inside linebacker depth Feels good in pretty much everyone's mind. It will be great to even have your offensive line depth there with Chandler Zavala getting back to practice sooner rather than later and getting off the pup list as we head into the second week of training camp, really the second full week throughout the rest of this week and next week as the Jets are going to come to town for um, joint practices. So there's a quick update from what Frank Reich had to say uh, about his team and their practice on Tuesday morning down there at Wafford. Speaking of those early growing pains with Bryce Young. Four interceptions in the last four practices, one for each day. It's starting to become a trend, but it hasn't always been a trend, and it's never actually been a trend for Bryce Young as far as interceptions go. But for some other quarterbacks Panthers have had, it has been. I'll tell you why we shouldn't be all that concerned about the early growing pains, as I've already said, somewhat encouraging. Some of the things that Bryce Young's been able to do so far. So we'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, the NFL, it's coming up. I think Thursday is the Hall of Fame game. But still, guys, it's baseball season, so take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think's going to homer first on the best team in baseball, which is the Atlanta Braves, my Atlanta Braves, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. No waiting around. That money is right there in your FanDuel account. There's no Better place bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit fanduelcom locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduelcom locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: According to Carolina Panthers head coach Frank Reich on the first day of red zone period for the Carolina Panthers down there in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College. Day five of training camp for the Panthers. Bryce Young, the rookie quarterback, QB1, had a good day saying that that's the time for him to challenge himself. Yes, there was another mistake, but it's a good place to figure it out. And also said that Bryce has really good anticipation and accuracy and sees those windows in the red zone. That's a good sense of not only the timing, but is it worth the risk and understands mentality in the red zone that it's either touchdown or checkdown. And Bryce Young so far has excelled at that. Now, again, I bring up he had the interception. That is the fourth straight day where Bryce Young has thrown an interception at training camp down there at Wofford, which may lead a few people to be concerned. But when you listen to Frank Reich and he's at ease and you listen to Bryce and he's humble and says, like he said today when speaking to the media, that, hey, bad ball placement and a late throw. That's 100% on me. i got to do better. And it was interesting to me, too. One of the reporters cannot pick out who that is asking the question because usually I know everyone' voices by this point in time. Can't pick out who it is. I'm not really trying to, like, you know – shame this person, but they were asking, are there any things that kind of keep you up at night late where you're like, oh man, I can't believe I made that mistake. I would certainly hope that wouldn't be the case for Bryce Young because that would be insane considering it's training camp. You're a rookie. It's very early on, but he does understand that he's learning and that he has to cut down on the mistakes that have happened so far, but it's a part of the learning process, which is why I'm not overly concerned, really concerned at all, about the early growing pains that we've seen throughout camp and why Frank Reich is not concerned about it and why Bryce Young does not seem to be panicking early on. There's really no reason to feel that way. But I'm sure there are some who have seen for the fourth straight day that Bryce, again, has thrown an interception and how that's become a trend that every day he's throwing a pick. Now you can look at it as a positive, hey, the defense is out there making plays. Or you can look at it as, oh, man, should we be concerned about this rookie quarterback? I don't think that should be the case. And I kind of touched on it briefly on Monday. Kind of really needed something to talk about. Let's be honest, y'all. I'm not down there. so It's still training camp. Not much is really happening news-wise, other than all these roster transactions. But try to give you as much Bryce coverage as I possibly can sitting here in Charlotte having to work daily there at NASCAR. Oh, daily grind, y'all. But either way, um, from everything I've seen in her, it's not that big of a deal right now. And I look at Bryce Young in what he did in college and what his trends were. And I compare it to another quarterback that was highly drafted and who started for the Carolina Panthers primarily the last two seasons, that being Sam Darnold. Back at Alabama, the last two years, really the only two years that Young was a starter, he threw 79 touchdowns to 12 interceptions and only threw five interceptions last year at Bama. You're going to throw picks. It happens. It's part of the position when you throw the football a lot, especially in this modern game and what the Panthers are going to want to do. They're going to want to have balance with that offensive line with um, Miles Sanders in the backfield, but they're also going to air that puppy out. That's why they brought in DJ Jark. and it's great to see so far that Bryce Young has a really good rapport with him. That he's building chemistry. He threw a great pass for a touchdown in red zone period to Hayden Hurst on Tuesday. That's all good to see. But the interceptions – That hasn't really been a thing for Bryce Young in his career. Five last season, seven the year when he won the Heisman Trophy. So, 12 total in 27 games as a starter. Go back to Sam Darnold's career back at USC. 57 touchdowns, 22 interceptions, through 13 his last year at USC before being drafted third overall by the Jets. Then once he got into the NFL... One of the biggest concerns for him in the pre-draft process, taking care of the football, continued to be an issue. Threw 15 interceptions as a rookie, 13 in next year, 11 his final year in New York. And for whatever reason, the Panthers thought that, hey, maybe he's going to clean it up. He threw 13 as a starter and not even a full season starting for the Carolina Panthers back in 2021. Only threw three last year in his six starts with the Panthers. But we saw those come at the worst possible time later on in the season against Tampa in that loss. So Darnold, interceptions were always a thing. Turnovers were always and still are a thing with him. For Bryce, that's never been a thing at Alabama. Fumbles, interceptions, that has not been a chief concern. If it was, Nick Saban would not have kept him out there. <laughs> Cuz Nick Saban's not going to is not going to handle that. Well, he's not going to accept and tolerate a quarterback who is loose with the football. And Bryce Young has not been loose with the football. Now, if he's going to be, let him do it. In red zone drills on day five of training camp, like I said earlier, where Frank Reich, the head coach, is telling him, challenge yourself. Go out and see what you can do. What can you actually get away with in this league? Because the windows are smaller. They're tighter. Back in college, you could be able to make some of those throws without any concern because the athletes weren't the same. But now in the NFL, a little bit different. So he's learning on the job, and if that leads to an interception or two, then so be it. But it's not like it's been a trend that he's had throughout his playing career. Back in college. Now in the NFL, we'll see what it looks like. Of course, we've never seen him play a game. And maybe it's something that carries over to the NFL where he actually upticks with interceptions. If it happens his first year, okay. But he's going to have to work on that past that year if that's what happens this upcoming fall. And we'll see how he builds on it. But so far, looking at it, it looks like the defense making some plays. You see, here's some of the guys who picked him off. Frankie Louvu, who we think is excellent. Shaq Thompson. CJ Henderson, who, hey, he's run into some interceptions in the past. And, you know, a lot of times of corners, it's just luck. But CJ Henderson making plays, that it's good to hear that some of these defensive players are making some good plays and that Bryce Young is challenging himself in you know, being able to go through those growing pains. And I think it's enc- encouraging. You have to understand, too, that it takes time to build chemistry and to garner trust in this offense and the guys around you. And Bryce is doing that. And that's why they have training camp. That's why the preseason exists. That's why they have OTAs, mandatory minicamp, so that players like Bryce Young can get acclimated. So once the games actually start, we're good. And that's why the Panthers are bringing the Jets in because they want to play against a team that has, whether they should or not, Super Bowl aspirations. Why not go against a team like that that's also been young and it's still trying to learn how to win? Why not give your quarterback an opportunity where he doesn't have to get touched to face off against a team that's going to be competing for the AFC East title and potentially to be in the Super Bowl this upcoming season. Those are all positive things that the Carolina Panthers are doing, and I'm not concerned at all about Bryce Young and those turnovers and what we'll the – get way down the road, really when the season gets going before that really becomes a thing for me. And maybe if it happens in the preseason, maybe then. But right now, it hasn't been an issue in the past, and I don't look at it as an issue right now as we're heading into – the rest of training camp and FanFest on Wednesday night. The Panthers made some roster moves on Monday. Bravion, Roy, goodbye. And Deion Jones, hello. They also had to make some corresponding moves as the Panthers were over the roster limit. We'll talk about those and we'll look at the new look defensive line room now that Bravion, Roy, and a couple of the holdovers from last year are no longer here in Carolina. All that and more in just a moment on Locked On Panthers.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: The Carolina Panthers have been busy since getting down to training camp, making some roster moves. Uh, Marquise Stevenson, who came in thinking that he could potentially be One of the Panthers punt returners. He is no longer on the roster. Javon Wims, a former Georgia Bulldog, is now in town. Also, goodbye to Tyon Evans of Louisville. Was that Tennessee? But didn't play at Louisville last year. He's no longer here. Hello, Jake Luton, who started a couple games a couple years ago for the Jacksonville Jaguars, a former Oregon State Beaver. He is now on the roster. The Panthers also parted ways on Monday with Bravion Roy in favor of bringing in... A new player who was LeBrian Ray from Alabama who played with Bryce Young, And later on Monday, they signed Deion Jones, former Atlanta Falcon, who's been a pro bowler, has also been third in the voting for Defensive Rookie of the Year during his rookie year, of course, in 2016 with the Atlanta Falcons lost in the Super Bowl, blowing a 28 to 3 lead. Never forget, he's now here in Carolina adding some depth there at inside linebacker Frank uh, Reich, and we'll get into this a little bit more here in a moment, said that he believes that he'll primarily play at inside linebacker which would make sense, but he does not want to limit a guy. What could that mean for other players like Frankie Luvu? Again, you are going to talk about that here in momentarily with the Carolina Panthers. Had to be active, had to open up some space so that they could add Deion Jones. Talked to y'all last night and told y'all, or at least yesterday whenever I did the show, told y'all that I did not have the corresponding move. The corresponding move is now out as Panthers have also Added another player on defense, veteran defensive end Nick Thurman, who spent three years with the Patriots. He also spent time with the Falcons and Jags. He's only played in eight-career games, so would not get overly excited about that Nick Thurman move. But who knows? Maybe this is his time to finally be a star in the NFL. Uh, Doubt it, though. So what they had to do, though, was get rid of two players as they were up to 92. Had to be down to 90 by practice on Tuesday. And they have waived... Um, failed physical defensive tackle John Pennicini, who started off on PUP with an issue that had just been lingering since OTAs. And it's unfortunate, a guy who sat up from football last year, briefly retired, tried to come back this year. You have to wonder if his future playing this game is just now kind of over and that might be the best thing for his long-term health. Certainly disappointing to get an opportunity to have been able to play in the league before and being a contributor in Detroit and try to have an opportunity here in Carolina, and then your, your body fails you. So – Tough luck there with Sebesta John Penasini, who the Panthers waived. They failed physical uh, designation. And they also waived outside linebacker Aaron Mosby, who was in training camp last year. I think briefly spent some time in the practice squad last year for the Carolina Panthers. He is no longer down there in camp. Now, that is an interesting move when you look at Pennicini, and you also look at the outside linebacker with Aaron Mosby. Let's start there with Aaron Mosby. Deion Jones is now here in Carolina. The Carolina Panthers have four inside linebackers that you would feel, I think, pretty confident in as far as the TD goes. Shaq Thompson's going to start. Frankie Lou is going to start. Deion Jones has had over 100 tackles in five of the seven seasons that he's played. And every season he was healthy in Atlanta, he had over 100 tackles. He had 137 two years ago in 2021. He's not that far removed from it, and he's healthy after dealing with a shoulder issue that led to him no longer to be in Atlanta and let him only start five games last season in Cleveland, he's now here in Carolina. you got Kamu Grier Hill, who's brought in to be a special teams guy, but has stepped up. Where do we remember hearing that before? Oh, yes, Frankie Louvu. That was what he was brought in to do, and he turned out to be a starter at inside linebacker in his second year. Now, I don't think that will be the case with Grier Hill because you would like to keep Shaq and Frankie, as long as you can here in Carolina, especially they're playing well. The Panthers are set up in a good spot at inside linebacker. I do think about last year where they brought in um, Damian Wilson, and they brought in Corey Littleton, two guys who had, had experience starting in the NFL, and I felt like that was a good position, but they didn't really play all that much. I can see, though, this year, Deion Jones getting plenty of reps. I can see Kamu Hill getting reps on defense aside from being a special teams ace. I see that happening, whereas last year with the linebackers, that was not the case. I especially see that happening because of the versatility that Frankie Luvu has. And the Panthers still have a lack of an answer opposite of Brian Burns while Marquise Haynes is figuring things out, and they try to figure out whether Gross Matos actually fits that, whether DJ Johnson can give them something. I still really have not heard his name at all since training camp started. It's still early, and it's not necessarily that surprising because he – was kind of considered as a project, even though he's going to be 25 this upcoming season. But still, they need help. They're an edge rusher, and they have not brought in someone. They have not inquired on the services, at least publicly we don't know. They have not inquired on the services for Yannick Ngakwe, who played last season in Indianapolis, but is an absolute liability in the run game, which is why he's still available on August 1st, 2nd, whenever you listen to the show. Um, and in Jadavion Clowney, hometown guy is more of a name than actually a player is going to do a ton to help your defense, but it's worth the call at the very least for the Panthers who did say, going to training camp, Scott fair the general manager said that they wanted to give the guys on a roster a chance to figure it out. Marco S. Stevenson, not here because he was injured. Um, you see Pinacini no longer here because it was injured. And then the Panthers had talked about, they want to bring in a fourth quarterback and, was Tyon Evans really going to make the roster at all? No. So, not really surprising. And then Bravion Roy doesn't fit what they want to do at defensive line. I do think that Frankie Luvu is going to play a lot of outside linebacker compared to maybe what we thought back in March or April. I don't. I think things have kind of changed. And thinking of now having a Grier Hill you can depend on, potentially, and Deion Jones, who's been a starter and has been a really good player in the NFL, now that allows you – to not have to play Frankie so much at inside and to get him out there on the outside and to answer the question that you have as far as who else could have rushed the passer aside from your potential all-pro player in Brian Burns. So it's a positive for the Carolina Panthers, and that's why that move was important. And they're kind of signaling to you that that's what they want to do, considering that they have not brought in a veteran. When they had a chance to bring in um, a player like Leonard Floyd, they didn't do it. And I don't know if Frank Clark necessarily would have fit here. And they still have other veterans like we already mentioned, Clowney and Gakwe, out there and have not done it. It's them telling you that, hey, we want to bolster inside linebacker and then give Frankie the ability in this scheme where we're 3-4 base. We're not always going to be 3-4, where now we can allow a player like Frankie who's shown the versatility to go kick it out there at outside linebacker and get after the passer after he had seven sacks last season. So there's just kind of some more thoughts there on Dion Jones. Who had, he had a three-minute press conference. had literally nothing to say. Uh, it's just a complete waste of everyone's time. But I do appreciate how the Panthers have been really good. At least his PR staff has been really good at uh, getting as many players out there as possible to answer questions and, for the most part, give you absolutely nothing. Uh, so welcome to Carolina, Dion Jones. Now, John Penasini was expected to compete there at defensive tackle reworked defensive line room. We thought that him, Taylor Stallworth, uh, Bravion Roy, Marquan McCall were going to be fighting for maybe two spots, so four for two. Uh, that is no longer the case as Bravion Roy is no longer here and John Pennicini is no longer here in Carolina. And just looking at the defensive line room like last year to what they have now this year, things have changed. Now the scheme, of course, has changed. Brian Burns no longer listed as a defensive end. Amari Barno no longer Listed as a defensive end. Gross Bottos, no longer defensive end. Marquise Haynes, no longer a defensive end, even though they would have stood up in certain situations the last couple seasons, those guys are no longer down linemen. They're now off the ball at outside linebacker. So that, of course, is the biggest change. That four players who would have been considered defensive ends are no longer considered defensive ends in this new scheme. But the guys who are here now that are holdovers, you are expected to make the roster into help. That's Derek Brown. The most notable, it's Henry Anderson, and I'm going to say that Marquell McCall, who Frank Reich said is an ideal nose tackle in this scheme. And if he is an ideal nose tackle, remember Todd Wash, the defensive line coach here in Carolina, saying back during OTAs how he really wanted to find a way for Derek Brown to rush the passer and potentially play in three technique, kick him out a little bit further in those gap schemes and figure out a way to get him to do that? Well, Marquell McCall can allow that to happen if he continues to play the way he's played last season in his limited reps and in so far in training camp and everything that I've read and heard about him. So that's a positive. So Brown, Anderson, McCall, those three guys back from last year that were contributors, especially Brown, obviously. Uh, they brought in Shai Tuttle to be a starter. Uh, Deshaun Williams, who has really great article by Mike Kay and the Charlotte Observer that came out, I think last week about, Um, Sean Williams and how how he was like working at Amazon during the pandemic and then getting back in the NFL and what his battle has been to be able to hold on. And now he's finally kind of turned into a guy who doesn't have to be concerned about his roster spot, even though he's still battling and working his tail off to be here. Uh, He's now here in Carolina. They signed Taylor Stallworth back at the end of June, which would make you think and he has experience with Frank Reich, would make you think that he's going to be here. So those three guys, I feel like, are going to be there with Derek Brown, Henry Anderson, and Marco McCall. Now you have Nick Thurman, who the Panthers added on Tuesday, who's played eight career games, but he adds at least some competition there. Uh, they're cutting John Pinnacini. They got little Ryan Ray, who has not played a snap in the NFL, uh, played in the USFL this past spring, who they added on Monday after cutting Bravion Roy. Those guys fit more of what they're trying to do. Kobe Jones, listed as defensive end, has been playing some edge uh, over the last couple of days, really stood out. He's on the roster. You got Jalen Redmond currently on Pup, Antoine Jackson, and Raquan Williams are just a couple guys that eventually will be cut later on. But you look at the guys who are gone, aside from the four that have moved over to outside linebacker officially, you got Matt Ioannidis, no longer with the Panthers, who was a starter last season, Bravion Roy, of course, Phil Hoskins, Davion Nixon, names that we had come familiar with here in Carolina the last couple of seasons are now gone. And now you have Derek Brown, who you still know, and Henry Anderson and Marco McCall, who are still, you know, fairly new. When you think about things. But Shai Tuttle's new. Deshaun Williams new. Taylor Stallworth's new. All the other names below them on a depth chart are new. A completely reworked defensive line room and shows you what the Panthers coaching staff was looking for and why they felt like it was necessary to go out there and add some new guys. And they have absolutely done that to try and rebuild that room and let it find a way for it to fit this new scheme that's going to be run here in Carolina in 2023. Just realizing on YouTube, I forgot to put my uh, background back there. So, whatever. Not a big deal. Either way, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian council. Again, y'all, make sure to subscribe and follow the show for free over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council where on fridays i answer your weekly friday mail back questions get those questions into me by either adding me or dm me over on twitter right now but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to y'all on thursday